Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is transcribed. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men. And who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, in his guise of Clark Kent, Superman is in his office at the Daily Planet when a violent explosion nearby sends him leaping to the window. Great Scott! That explosion was in the main sewer tunnel. I'd better get out of these clothes. This is a job for Superman. Uh-oh. I can see the water pouring into the subway tube. It'll wash out the tracks. I'd better work fast. There we are. Now, up, up, and away! Gang, down through the ages, history and science tells us the peoples of the Earth always suffered an adventurous sort of wanderlust that made them travel all over the globe. But it always took great courage and stamina for them to go where no human being had ever been before, to speak in places that had never heard a human voice, and to walk on Earth that had never felt a human footstep. America was once a place like that, gang. Our own country was once a land in which there was nothing but animals, no human beings. No one knows just how people got here. Some think they came from the land we now call Siberia. And it's a good guess that they crossed over from Siberia to America on the ice. You see, the Bering Straits, which is the water that separates Siberia from Alaska, has been known to freeze hard enough so that people can walk all the way across from one land to another. So these people, who were strong enough and brave enough to come over the ice, became the first human beings to set foot on the continent of America. Thousands of years later, Columbus came here and found those people whom he now calls Indians. Those Indians were the first Americans. That gang means technically all modern Americans except Indians, our foreigners, because everybody else came here from other lands after the Indians were already here. But actually all of us from all countries and of all colors and religions, no matter when our ancestors happened to come here, ages ago, across the frozen Bering Straits, or in 1620 on the Mayflower, or even only ten years ago as immigrants from Europe, all of us here are Americans, because America is our home the home of the brave, and the land of the free. Let's keep it that way. (laughs) 
And now, the adventures of Superman. A bearded man wearing a turban and earrings called on Jimmy Olsen, cub reporter for the Metropolis Daily Planet, and giving his name as Abdul, said that his master, a great sheik, had sent him to Jimmy with a gift because the reporter had once done him an important service. The gift turned out to be a bronze figure of a genie, half man and half ram, which Abdul said had the power to grant Jimmy's wishes. After the strange man had left, Jimmy, laughingly addressing the genie, wished for a great newspaper scoop, then was startled to hear a voice which instructed him to enter the main sewer tunnel under the street where he would find a big story. Doubting his senses, Jimmy nevertheless did as he was told, and he was making his way through the black tunnel guided by the voice of the genie when suddenly there was a terrific explosion just ahead of him. Rock and earth flew skyward, burying Jimmy and blasting the hole in the subway tube alongside, into which tons of water began pouring from the wrecked sewer pipe. But Clark Kent, in his office at the Daily Planet nearby, heard the explosion, took in the catastrophe at a glance, and swiftly resuming his true identity of Superman, streaked to the scene. Up, up, and away! <laughs> Rocketing down through the hole blasted in the street, the man of steel sees that the young reporter is trapped under a pile of debris. And with one great swing of his arm, he brushes the rocks and earth aside. Great Scott. Jim. Jim, are you... Oh, he's all right. Just seems to be stunned. Well, I'll just make him comfortable here while I... Close the block in this sewer, man. Before the water washes out the tracks in the subway tube... Straining his great muscles, Superman constructs a dam against the torn side of the gashed pipe and slows the mighty stream of water to a trickle. Then, hearing the sirens and bells of approaching fire and emergency crews, he makes a quick examination of the scene and, gathering Jimmy into his arms, leaps up through the hole in the street and into the sky. A few minutes later, in the back room of a nearby drugstore, Jimmy is revived. While Superman stands by, Inspector Henderson, together with Perry White, editor of the Daily Planet and mayor of Metropolis, hurls questions at the boy reporter. Come on, Jim. Come on. Tell us everything you know about that explosion. Well, I... I... You see, Mr. White... What were you doing in the sewer tunnel, Olsen? It... Well, well, it was like this, Inspector. You see, uh... Oh, quit stalling, Jim. Do you realize the water from the exploded sewer main was pouring into the subway tubes and might have washed out the tracks and caused a terrible accident? Gosh, I didn't know that. Worse than that. Another minute and the pressure of the water would have burst the gas mains. Then this whole area of the city could have been blown sky high. Cheapers. Then, then Superman must Why, have... of course. Oh, I don't know how to thank you, Superman. Yeah, you did a wonderful job. Forget it. Forget nothing. I want to know what caused that explosion or who. Do you know, Jim? No, Chief, I don't know. Oh, you don't, eh? How come? You were right there when it happened. Now, Olsen, I advise you to tell but us all you... I can't tell you anything, Inspector. Honest, all I know is... Is... Is what? You're on a spot, Jim. Unless you tell all you know, you'll be suspected of being personally involved in what happened. That's right. Honest, Superman, all I know is that the G... Uh, I mean, I got a tip that I'd find a big newspaper scoop if I went into the sewer tunnel and... Leaping lizard. Huh? Now what? I did get a scoop, a terrific scoop, and what a headline. 
plot to blow up sewer tunnel and subway tube. Superman averts terrible disaster. Let me have that tunnel. Now look here. Put down that phone, Olsen. Oh, boy, oh, boy. This is page one. Put down that phone, I said. Let him alone, Inspector. He has a legitimate scoop, and the public has a right to read all about it. But, Mr. Mayor, just because you're editor of the panel... Take it easy, Inspector. Take it easy. We'll resume this inquiry at my office. And I promise you, we'll get to the bottom of it. Even if Jim has to go to jail. Daily Planet Extra, Superman saves city from disaster. Planet Reporter uncovers plot to blow up subway. Now, are we all here? Inspector Henderson, where's Superman? Well, he said he'd join us soon, Mr. Mayor. Okay. Now, Jim... Uh, just call me Scoops, Chief. Scoops Olsen, the page one kid. Oh, stop taking bows, young man. Hmm? You're not out of the woods yet, you know. Not by a long shot. Oh, what do you mean? He means we still want to know what you were doing in the sewer tunnel at the time of the explosion. Exactly. I told you. I got a tip that I'd find a scoop there. Yeah? Well, who gave you the tip? I... I can't tell you, Inspector. You'd better tell us. I, I'm sorry, I... I can't tell you. Now, look here, Jim. You're under suspicion, Olsen. And unless you tell us what you know, I'll see that a warrant is issued for your arrest. Arrest? Right. And I won't do a thing to help you. So if you're shielding anyone... No, it's not that, Mr. White. It's just that... that... Just what? Well, I don't know a thing about the explosion. I swear I don't. And I can't tell you where I got the tip. Okay, then, Jim. It's my duty as mayor of Metropolis... To order your arrest. His face grim, Harry White, who feels like a father to Jimmy Olsen, orders the cub reporter's arrest. And Jimmy, unwilling to tell the fantastic story of the genie, turns pale but keeps his silence. We'll be back in a moment for the tense climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Suppose you were walking down the street one day, gang, and you heard this. <laughs> Naturally, you'd turn around to see what glamour gal raided the wolf call, wouldn't you? Well, about the last thing you'd expect to see was a 350-pound cute cookie. But suppose that's exactly what you did see. Well, I bet you'd turn to the guy who whistled and say, I don't want her, you can have her, she's too fat for me. But if you happen to be visiting a certain African tribe, you'd soon discover that these people think that the fatter a girl is, the more beautiful she is. Now, that only proves that different people have different ideas of what's glamorous. All of us, no matter where we live, are likely to say, our men are handsome, our women are beautiful. That's how people should look. And when strangers come around, we think they're funny because we're not used to their kind of looks. That's why African natives, seeing white men for the first time, thought white skin was a sign of sickness. The Indians in America took one look at the early settlers and fittingly called the white men pale faces. On the other hand, the white men thought the other races looked peculiar on first seeing them. So you see, gang, your idea of good looks depends on where you live. But as you get to know people, you learn how unimportant these outward differences are. After all, when you size up a fellow, it isn't the color of his skin or the shape of his nose or the width of his waistline that counts. It's his character, his sincerity and sportsmanship that really goes down deep. That's why, though the people of the world can't agree on what makes a person good-looking... They all agree that character is the only thing that counts. And now, back to the adventures of 
Superman! In Perry White's office in City Hall, the gray-haired mayor and editor of the Daily Planet has just reluctantly ordered the arrest of Jimmy Olsen. But at that very moment, Superman arrives. Just a moment, Mr. White. If you're a newspaper man yourself, you know that a reporter's sources of information are sacred. Isn't that right? Well, well, yes. But in this situation, there's some... Now, wait a minute, Superman. That stuff doesn't go with me. What? The way it looks from here, Olsen is involved in that explosion. So you better... not, I tell you. You're wrong, Inspector. Jim was not involved. As a matter of fact, it's only by a miracle that he wasn't killed in the explosion. What do you mean? When your men finish clearing away the debris in the sewer tunnel, Inspector, you'll find a cord still intact, which had been stretched across the tunnel. One end is attached to a small, crude lever. And you'll also find fragments of a large tin can. Tin can? That's right. Clear to me that an explosive was in that can, and the string was a trip cord arranged to set off the charge when somebody walked into it. No, wait a minute. Let me finish, gentlemen. The cord was only about 20 feet from where I found Jim. Now, which way were you going, Jim? Up or down the tunnel? Oh, let's see. Up. That proves it, then. A few more steps, and Jim would have walked into the cord and been blown to bits. Oh, no. So, naturally, he couldn't have been involved in the plot. No? Then who did set off the charge? I don't know. Unless... Well, it could have been a rat. A rat? Yes, there's a dead rat lying across the string, under the debris. That means the string was stretched low, probably at ankle height. So I figure the rat ran into the string and set off the charge, saving Jim's life. Say, I remember a rat running past me just oh. before the explosion. Well, I'll... What a lucky So you break. see, gentlemen, Jim was not involved in the explosion. I think he was lured into the tunnel by someone who intended to make him the victim of it. Me? Are you kidding? Well, who would want to kill Jim, huh? And why? Yeah, why? I don't know. But when you have the answer to that, you've solved the mystery. I don't think so. What? What do you mean? I mean, I can't explain, but... Golly, it couldn't be. While Superman, Perry White, and Inspector Henderson stare at him, words which he doesn't dare utter aloud run in Jim's mind. Jeannie said I'd get a big scoop if I went into the tunnel. He, he might have sent the rat to save my life, too. But how could that be? I know there are no such things as genies. Only, only I did hear the voice. And I did get a page one scoop, just like he said I would. Gee whiz. I don't know what to think. There are thrills and excitement in tomorrow's suspenseful episode, so be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 4 of The Secret of the Genie on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a transcribed copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial, soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Adventure Parade, which follows in just a moment. And right after Adventure Parade, you will hear Tom Mix and his straight shooters. This